I pushed this record button so that you'd stop talking. So we could start talking about listener stories. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We're here. I'm trying to have a little bit more energy this morning. You know why? Because I've noticed when we record in the mornings that when I listen back to the episodes, I'm like, this sounds like AM radio. And that's probably not the most entertaining for our listeners to suffer through. But um, I'm glad for those of you that have stuck around. It's been, this is like the only time we could possibly record and keep up to date with the schedules and having a baby and all this fun stuff. So... Now I'm trying to find ways to to get, you know, the energy levels up at five in the morning so that I can come at you guys with some some sweet, juicy, hot stories. That makes it sound like this is an erotic podcast of some kind. And I can see if you're new to the show, you would look at the name and then you hear me talking about sweet, juicy, hot stories. And you'd be like, oh, I've made a big mistake. I shouldn't be. This is not the podcast for me. But I assure you, we're going to be talking about ghosts and whatnot. And as a matter of fact, this is going to be a special episode because we have listener stories. We have listener stories, Christian. And I know you're like, wow, this is season three and you have finally got some listener stories. And yeah, we've been collecting them for a while. As you will see, uh, one of these listener stories mentions a host that is no longer here and hasn't been here for well over a year now. So I've been sitting on a few of these and maybe that's my bad. But also, you know, we had a couple of uh, TikToks go go pretty high up in the the views category and we got a couple of new listener stories so i'm like you know what maybe it's time maybe it's, it's time. time for us to release one we'll throw it out season three halfway through season three we might as well throw out a listener story every now and then no no we need to record them not throw them out oh yeah that's the mistake i've made in the first two seasons which is i was like hey it's time to throw some out and you're always like yeah i don't know what that means scott but i haven't seen them pop up so this is this episode right here is kind of a homage to our, our listeners Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for sending your stories. And on top of that, if you are new to the show and you're a big fan of all things free, be sure to rate and review the show. I think I checked Spotify. We have like 49 ratings right now. And it's, guys, I got to be honest with you, it's really hitting my OCD pretty hard. I yeah. need that even 50. You know why I need that even 50? Because I wonder if when we get 50 reviews, if we'll have shows in the more like us category. Like if it waits for a certain number before it's like, okay, there's other shows like this that you can check out. I don't know if we'll be at 50 by the time this comes out, but if we are, sweet. Slap let's, another one in there. Why not? Let's go for a hundred. Let's go for 150. Let's be a little more optimistic about it. And while you're at it, find us on YouTube at Freaky Deaky Pod, on Instagram at Freaky Deaky Pod, and at, on TikTok at TFD Paranormal, where we have blown our Instagram following out of the water in as little as a couple weeks. I was trying to catch up with the Instagram following. We're at around 500 and then a couple well-placed videos and shorts and suddenly TikTok is over a thousand. I was like, oh, cool. This is much better than using Instagram and it's tired algorithms. Right. So even though that gives the Chinese government all of our information from here until eternity, we're selling ourselves out. For you. For you. Yeah, we're doing it, guys. We're I doing it. I wouldn't call it selling out because our stuff's pretty, pretty good on TikTok. I've only had to ban two people on TikTok so far, and I'm hoping I don't have to have to really stretch that out any further. There's some weirdos out there. You know it. I know it. We know it. The thought, whole world gets it. I thought we were the weirdos. We are. That's what I thought, too. But then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. No, we have sanity to us that you can't really find on TikTok so much. But there are some good people on TikTok. Like I said, we've got a couple of listener stories from TikTok. So there's some cool folks out there. And we're just kind of like cutting our way through the grass, trying to find the gems. That's not really... That's not really like a turn of phrase. No, it's not. And I, I made it one. I've cut a lot of grass. And yeah, I've never, never found, found any. any gems. No. If anything, you usually find like dog shit and that's not fun. Recently, they found gems, I think, in a latrine, an ancient latrine. Wow. From Greece or Rome. Fascinating. Somebody must have been, they must have been invading. Throw it in the toilet. Nobody will yeah. look there. 
Somebody must have been some, cutting some grass out there. Yeah. And hey, check that out. Yep. It really is a turn of phrase. Cool. Super neat. That's a super long way of saying welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We hope you guys enjoy the the listener stories that we've received from you. And if you hear your story on this episode, thank you for sending it in. And if you don't hear it on this episode, then it might be coming in a future episode. And if you want your story to be a part of that future episode, then send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and we will save it away in a little folder we got for next time. Oh, it's, you know, some people I think, oh, my story is not good enough for that. Dude, we just did a story on Paul Bunyan mm. that was. That most people would think is not good enough for anything. And yet it, somehow. It's entertaining. Send it to us. It is entertaining. Yeah, we want it regardless of what how entertaining you think your story is. We want to hear it. Yep. And if we enjoy it, we'll throw it on the show. It's that easy. We'll give you a shout out. We'll thank you for your service and thank you for your patronage to the show. And then we'll uh, hit the old dusty trail until next time. And that's just how we do things here on the Frankie Dinky. With that being said, I'm going to open up the show. With the Oregon Trail? With the Oregon Trail. Don't die of dysentery. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky. An unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... (sighs) Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. the show with a tiktok this is a story that was sent into us from michael i'm not sure if he wants to have his username shared but i'm gonna leave the username off just in case yeah i mean most people in this category are like yeah who cares share it around you know but i'm gonna leave it off this is from michael and it is about a reptilian sighting that he had which is fascinating to me not as fascinating to christian but it's okay was it the royal family yeah it was how'd you know because I've heard they're reptilians. Hmm. I've heard you were reptilians, multiple, just like how they have little children in a big cloak. That's what I think about you. I think you're a bunch of tiny lizards in a man suit. That's fascinating. Notice he didn't say it's incorrect. Moving on. This is once again from Michael. 20 years ago, I was at a large function. And as I was making my way through the crowd of people, I looked directly into the eyes of a man who was about four feet in front of me. His eyes were like the eyes of a snake. Already, do you remember the Nurse Stories episode? Yes. The Snake-Eyed Lady. That's the visual I get. And if you haven't checked that out, it is the full episode is live on YouTube right now. So make sure you go subscribe to that, that Freaky Deaky Pod. Anyway, four feet in front of me and eyes were like the eyes of a snake. He turned his head away, then immediately back towards me. And they were human again. He looked directly at me with a bit of a smirk on his face and said, Oops, sorry about that. I just continued making my way through the crowd in disbelief and trying to keep my composure and walked right out of the building. 
spooky. That would be spooky. Especially if they acknowledge it. Like, oh shit, oops, my bad. You didn't even see that, right? It's all good. This is a snake function. You no. are not wanted here. At least it was kind of like, you know, kind about it. It wasn't like, well, now that you've seen my snake eyes, it's time to die. You know, that only happens when they see the actual snake tongue. The That's right. Yeah. Reptilian tongue. Yeah. And at that point, you know, it's time. Your time is up. Yeah. If you see the tongue, you see the teeth and then you see it bite down on your neck. Yeah. And Christian's making sure up now. Um, he also goes on to talk about some crop circles and stuff from uh, behind his parents' house. He said the two crop circles were in a field directly behind my parents' home in 2002. I've also seen two UFOs during the day in 1967 hovering over my grandparents' home. And the second time was Saturday, November 10th, 1979. At approximately 12.45 p.m., myself and a friend saw it moving through the sky less than a half mile from my home in Hemlock. We saw it moving through the sky for about 15 seconds until it sped off at the speed of light. In 2015, WNEM-TV did a human interest story about the UFO activity in the skies over Hemlock, and it mentions the crop circles. There are four ley lines that intersect over Hemlock. One goes to CERN in Switzerland, Christian's favorite. Never heard of it. One goes to the pyramids in Egypt. One is on a diagonal through the USA, and there are three cities that set on the same ley line that have had crop circles formed in Chandler, Arizona. Yeah, so you got Chandler, Arizona, Hemlock, Michigan, and right dead center is Bel Bella, Bel Belois, Kansas. B E L O I T. Sounds French. B what? Unless it's Beloit. That's it's closer to that, I think. I mean, it's Kansas, so and then I'm probably like, oh, I'm from Belois, Kansas. I don't know how Kansas people talk. Apologies to our Kansas listeners. Yeah, I don't think they have that accent. Yeah, is it Beloit? Yeah, yeah. I just came over here from Beloit. I'd keep giving them really hillbilly accents. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> like, yeah, so anyway, I was... No, I'm, that's more Bill Cosby of the South. I don't, oh, you know yeah. yeah. You just getting, traumatized me. <laughs> yeah, it's getting... Never bring that name up <laughs> on this getting, podcast again. Getting pretty weird out here. So, yeah. Anyway, those three. That's kind of fascinating about the ley lines. Like, I know we've kind of... We've... Off the air, we've discussed doing episodes on ley lines and shit at some point, but... Have we? Yeah. I've talked about it a few times, especially because Alaska has some too, right? The way, it, the way it looks like to me with ley lines is everybody has some. You get a ley line and you get a ley line. Yeah. Oprah, yeah. But Oprah, the, the Oprah connection of them, the connection of it, like the fact that this, I mean, he was mentioning, you know, just in where these crop circles were showing up, lay on top of four. One goes directly to CERN in Switzerland. One goes to the pyramids in Egypt. Like these are some, as far as coincidence goes, man, it's hard to to show me something like that. And me just back. Like, yeah, it's probably just a coincidence, you know? If there's a line going around the world, it's going to cross some cities, man. That's. But let me take it a step farther. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just assume that, okay, ley lines are a real thing, which kind of could make sense because it could be something to do with the magnetics of the earth. Sure. Which could have an effect energy. on surrounding areas. Could have energy effects. Dogs yeah. travel along ley lines. There's all kinds of weird shit with ley lines. Maybe birds do. Maybe birds do. You know, maybe... Who knows? I mean, and then maybe humans are just drawn to them if it's a magnetic thing. Yeah. We are partly animal. Maybe we're drawn to it like some of the animals are. Maybe there is yeah. something to it. We are part Charlie Day and we love magnets. I don't know who Charlie Day is. Exactly. Yeah, there's someone out here that's not a boomer that's going to get that reference. They're going to get the Charlie Day magnets reference. And it's fine, dude. It's fine. You don't have to cling on to everything pop culture related. Oh, so it's Star, Star Trek? Because <laughs> I said cling on. And how did I know that you were going to say that as well? Classic Christian classic. I can't, I can't help the way I was raised, man. You could try. Have you, 
Anything to say about the the snake-eyed man? I mean, you got to be careful if you see a snake-eyed man, and regardless of if it's real or yeah, not. Regardless if it's a reptilian or if it's just a evil entity of some kind. We've all seen the scary movies. That's when you like try to doubt yourself in those situations, you get killed. So, GTFO. Yeah, so Christian, if you came across a man with snake eyes... And he looked away and then looked back and he was like, oops, sorry. Would you believe in reptilians at that point? Or would you believe that you were off the deep end and you needed to get yourself checked out by, you know, psychiatrists and scientists? I'd have to see underneath the uh, facade and actually see more than just the snake eyes. Yeah. So just the evidence of snake eyes enough is not because there are things such as contact lenses. There's all kinds of stuff. And you'd think in a split second, he'd be able to pop those bad boys out, turn right back at you and be like, oh, sorry, dude. In a split second, I would doubt myself Mm. and believe I didn't see what I saw. Even if he apologized to you and said, oops, sorry about that. I'd probably, like most humans, rationalize it. You're like, oh, he's probably just sorry that he was in my bubble. Yeah. Something weird like that. I mean, sorry that he was four feet away from me. Yeah. My mind would go other places before I would you know, I, before I would go with, he's a reptilian. Wow. But if I got to the point where I'm like, he's definitely a reptilian. Yeah. I'd be very careful, but, but would, you would believe in reptilians at that point. It would, it would a hundred percent take you from non-believer to, well, now nah, I believe this. I don't know if I'd believe it, See, but I'd be, but I'd be careful. That's the very frustrating thing about you, Christian, is that you could, I ask you, like you visually come across this and you'd still be like, nah, I don't know if I'd believe in him. I mean, if Ugh. all of a sudden his face disappeared and he looked like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, had all them teeth, then I would be nervous and I would. But you still wouldn't believe in them. You'd be like, something has gone wrong with my psyche. I need help. And maybe. Yeah. No, not maybe. You're a, a staunch disbeliever at this point. On and, some and things. that's fine. On some things. But mm. I do love reptilians. Except you don't. Anyway, uh, this next one was sent to us within the last week, actually, and it is from David. He emailed it in, and it is the Hat Man of the Day Farm. The Hat Man of the Day Farm. Is that what you said? It's not the Day Man of the Hat Farm. And that's a second. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia reference for you. Oh, so I guess that's who Charlie Day is? Yeah. He's also the actor, but it's fine. I knew I heard the name, but I haven't watched the show very much. Charlie Kelly is the... It's You know what? I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, move on. Uh, so yeah, shout out to David. This... Is actually a pretty fascinating run-in at a farm. With the hat man. And, yeah. yeah well, you'll see. You'll okay. see. It gets there. Anyway, shout out to my man, David. Appreciate you sending this in. Great story. So David says, Just listened to your episode on the hat man and felt compelled to share our story. We lived in a house that was built in the 60s. Not a terribly old house, but was built on what was once a farm. The Day Farm, as it was known. Charlie Day Farm. Yes. The street was named Dayview Road in honor of the farm. The house was a split-level rancher and had a large living room that sat opposite the dining room with a large open entryway between the two. Sounds nice. Mm -hmm. One night at dinner, I was sitting opposite my wife. We were finishing up and just talking. The kids were already finished and upstairs playing. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw movement. I looked over to see what I could only describe as a dark, almost TV-static-like entity walking right through the center of the living room. It was very tall, probably seven feet or so, and had abnormally, abnormally, it had some abnormally, thank you for stopping in, Mike Tyson. Yeah, so anyway, it had some abnormally long arms. That's not a bad Mike Tyson. It's a spot on Mike Tyson, dude. I've been working on it. (laughs) Anyway, probably seven feet or so and had abnormally long arms and legs. There were no distinguishable facial features as it seemed to be walking away. You could clearly see its arms and legs as it walked and it had a huge 
where it had a large, brimmed fedora-style hat. We both sat silently for what seemed like forever, but was no more than a few seconds. I looked at my wife and said, did you see that? To which she replied, oh, thank God, I'm not the only one. I walked the house, even checking outside. The living room had a large picture window. I thought maybe someone was walking around the house and their shadow came through the window. I guess I was trying to find an answer despite knowing full well the shadow went through the middle of the room. It was not cast on the wall and had three-dimensional form. I think our story is unique, as I wasn't alone and we both saw the same thing. We had a few other incidents around that time. There were voices one day coming from what sounded like the backyard. When my wife looked out the window to see who it was, someone whistled from behind her in the house as if to say, nope, I'm over here. Our 110 pound German Shepherd heard this and went ballistic, hair standing on end, growling and barking in the direction the whistle had just come from. Once again, no one to be found. On another evening, while we were all getting ready to leave, my three-year-old son at the time had one of those talking Elmo dolls. Oh God, that's never a good thing. So yeah, on another evening, while we were all getting ready to leave, my three-year-old son at the time had one of those talking Elmo dolls. No one had been touching this doll. It was sitting on the couch by itself. As we were putting on our coats and walking out the door, Elmo says, bye. Now, if you've ever had one of these dolls, you know that when Elmo powers down, he says, bye-bye. This takes place after a short period of inactivity and always says, bye-bye. Always. Not bye. No other variation. Always says, bye-bye. No one had touched Elmo. I told Elmo if he ever talked again on his own, I would cut off his head and light him on fire. That's the move, dude. That's the move. That's Smart a little thinking. violent. Nah, you gotta take it that far. With Elmo, uh, it, well, nah, dude. Any kind of haunted doll in general, off with the head, set it on fire. I'm with you, David. Don't you have a friend that would collect a haunted Elmo? Yeah, shout out Oscar at Induced Fear. Um, if you've had a haunted Elmo, let us know. Maybe when we have you on the show, you can talk about that, which we need to do soon. We keep putting it off because our lives are chaos, but we, it's gonna happen. Don't worry. Anyway. Cut off his head, light him on fire. Elmo never talked on his own again. There were a few other instances of disembodied voices. One woke me up in the middle of the night. It was whispering coming from the other side of the room. Creepy. I couldn't make out what they were saying. All I could make out was muffled whispering, quote, something, something, and God. I sat up and the whispering stopped. But there was a definite energy. You could feel as if there was someone staring at you from across the room. We moved from the Dayview house in 2016. We haven't had any other experiences since. I'd never heard of the Hat Man until the other day and had no idea it was even a thing until now. Almost all of these incidents took place in the middle of the day. We were wide awake and usually there was someone else around to witness the same thing. Whew. Hat Man in the middle of the day is kind of novel. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's one thing when you see stuff at night. I've only had a few things happen during the day. And I mean, it is kind of easier to be like at night, you're like, yeah, maybe it was just me. It's fine. Everything's fine. Go back to bed. But when you do witness something in the middle of the day, you're like, well, my options here are limited. And if I somebody else, lost my mind yeah. or something really crazy is going on inside this house. If somebody else witnesses, then it's like, yeah, that narrows it down to just one thing. And that's maybe we should get out. Maybe we should pack our bags. Or as they say in uh, the American film, nope. Mm. I don't know, man. Hatman's a, a fascinating character. And this one, I, I'm not sure I've ever heard. I mean, actually, you know, now that I think about it, I have heard stories about like TV static beings. 
as mm. as weird as that sounds but like like not just like kids you hear a lot of like shadow people and stuff but the the shadow person with the the kind of like visual element of like tv static is very creepy and actually now i think about it, the that documentary the nightmare had static beings and i think they were aliens of some kind i want to say it was like an alien race or something this is this dude saw it when he was a kid yeah the uh poltergeist started off the static static mm. thing really hardcore i mean it's always been around because up until recently static was a thing it's still a thing not but not the same though because you're not you're getting it through the internet mm. so you kind of now for static you almost have to push the wrong button and turn on regular tv uh, that's scary yeah. yeah but i mean we don't get it's usually don't get regular tv on your tv most of us anymore yeah. so you don't really get the static thing or also you don't get the static in the middle of the night like they like we used to have when i was a kid that was always creepy yeah. when you, know, you fall asleep watching tv or something like that and the the uh national anthem doesn't wake you up and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> static because the channel went off the air then the national anthem man. what a weird that's like hella programming at that point they just throw it on at the end of the night and you're it, like, wait a second yeah when is I was this a, supposed to be subliminal when i was a kid that's what it was just before the tv channel signed off for the night and now we will worship our country please stand or continue sleeping for the national anthem <laughs> no it's fine yeah weird dude that brought back such because i i remember waking up to the national anthem a couple times yeah. so i was watching some weird shit but the the german shepherd also got me the the dog freaking out and that's a big ass german shepherd 110 pounds hell yeah that's a German Shepherd you don't want to mess with. It is kind of creepy how he mentioned that like the whistle come from behind his wife. Like, hey, nope, I'm over here. That's a creepy story, man. The hat man would be would scare the shit out of me. Just because the uh, and there's the mystery behind it. It's the damn hat. No, nope. he, he seems like an old PI or something like that. That's just like lingering around. He seems like an, an old, old gumshoe, an old religious fanatic. Man, you would come to some weird fucking shit like that. That's what the. When you like see old stuff, <laughs> that's what the priest used to wear, or the you think the every pastor. every priest wears a fedora style hat in in America because America wasn't Catholic back in the day. No, it was fire and brimstone. And Baptist. with that has to come a fedora style hat. Christian, you find a way to bash religion in every episode we do, and our listeners know it. They tell me they say, Scott, why does Christian hate us so much? Hey man, and why I, does he have an ironic name? We can't stand it. I'd never bash religion. If somebody feels mm. like I'm bashing religion. That tells me Approach more about him. them wow. than me. <laughs> wow. And he's blaming you, too. It's fine, guys. Ups we need to start calling you Chris or something because it no. is, it's very... And I did that a couple episodes ago, too, and it was hilarious. And I'm just going to keep it going. I actually started naming all the film of you Chris. I name it Chris 1, Chris 2. That's unacceptable. Well, too bad. You're not the one editing. I am. So I name it Chris. I forced the name Chris on you. You know what I was when I'd call my friends Tom and Katie on their caller ID? Chrissy? Christ. Wow. And that would make sense for you, wouldn't it? It would. Because you view yourself as the Christ. Not quite like that. Not quite, but just maybe one <laughs> rung or two below. Can we get back to Hatman? We can't, actually, because I, I need to finish my story. Yeah, no, you have a very ironic name, and it, and it actually came to bite us in the ass on TikTok because we got a comment of someone saying, when talking about Christian, I thought you were talking about the religion. And I said, I'm glad someone finally said that shit because I think about it every time I say it. Like, if I'm bashing you and I use your name, then I'm like, like in the back of my head, I'm like, are people going to think I'm bashing Christians with this? Because I'm not. I'm yeah, bashing one in particular. One they don't Christian. know. I mean, there's a lot of us. I know. That's why we need to change your name to Chris. So I can no, just be don't. like, hey, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> and then people will be like, that's not a religion. Is Chris a religion? No. See? So no man, problem solved. Or what, what would you if, prefer? Everybody hates Chris. You want Chrissy? No. It's Christian. You want Lil Chris? No. 
It's Christian. It's Christy. It's my, no, Christian is my God-given name. I want it. <laughs> no, that's your government name. I'm okay with it. When I come back in the afterlife, I'm going to wear a, a hat and, and be a shadow. Be like, oh, that must be an old religious man because he's evil and he wears a hat and religion is evil. That's, you said it, not me. I would never label anything evil. Oh, Chris, you son of a... No. Anyway, all that is a roundabout way of saying... Hatman's real. Thanks, David. Killer stories. If you do happen to experience anything else in these new homes, hopefully you don't. Hopefully it's all peaceful and you know many blessings to you. But if you do, please send in another story. You are... You, well, you're one of the gang now. Welcome aboard. Here's what I wonder. Did somebody die on this farm? Did he check into that? I don't know. We have the name of the farm that used to be there, so we could probably check into that. He didn't mention anything. I would assume, yes, something. Farms. It's dangerous. Yeah, sometimes there's like a tragic history about them. You know, not necessarily the, you know, what goes on in a farm. Oh, it's all, you know, farm stuff. But a lot of death, especially in like the old days. Yeah. I never thought about it, but I saw an old Reese Witherspoon movie called Man in the Moon. Wow. And there was a farm accident in that. And I'm like, wow, I couldn't be a farmer. I ain't tough enough. What are things that everyone knows for 400, Alex? Anyway, this next one comes from longtime listener, Sheila. Sheila, you are number one, the MVP, because you are always sounding off in those comments, whether it be Podbean, YouTube, whatever, Instagram, maybe Facebook. I don't know. I We get so many from, we have so many different pages now, it's hard for me to keep up. But we do appreciate you listening and we appreciate you helping us share the show around. We sent out some stickers to you a while ago. You keep Freak Nation alive and healthy. Thank and, you very much. And this is actually an Alaska story. Ooh. A while back, Sheila had actually mentioned having the story after we did an episode on, or maybe it was a bonus story on like visions and dreams and stuff. And so this is the story that she sent over and it takes place right here in Alaska. Thank you, Sheila. My mom and dad were both working and living on a large fishing ship. Crazy. Yeah. Some sort of very big vessel. Actually, let me go back. Before this, they were living in Florida and he left her to go to Alaska. Finding out that she was pregnant with me, she jumps into her little car, smashed out the windshield and all. As she was making her way across the country, she started praying about whether this was the right thing to do. Moments later, she sees a big no written in the sky with clouds. Wow. Wait, yeah. You can't ask for much more of a sign than a big no written in the sky with clouds. Something tells me she did some rationalization because it sounds like she still ended up in Alaska. Yeah, so maybe she was like, maybe I'm coming at it from the wrong direction. It should say on. Yeah, so like the clouds literally came together to clearly form the word no. So back on the ship in Alaska, my mom was the cook. She was sleeping and started dreaming about driving in a car with her dead cousin in the passenger seat. Her cousin started saying, wake up, the steering, wake up. They suddenly lose steering in the car in her dream. She wakes up a little startled and thinks she smells smoke. She follows the smell and opens a cabinet or door and smoke just starts billowing out. This cabinet happened to be directly above the room where all the steering components were. She ran down and sure enough, there was a fire in there. The fucking ship had lost its steering. My mom may have just saved the lives of all the people on the ship that day. And not too long after I was born in Anchorage. We lived in a shack with no heat, no running water, etc. They used a barrel for a fire for heat and she'd wash our clothes in the nearby stream. This was 1982. My mom says it wasn't that uncommon for Alaska in those days. So she's a lifelong experiencer like myself. She had a very eerie black dog experience at an Indian spring one time. Maybe I'll share that next time. I gotta go over the deets with her. 
thanks guys feel free to share use my name or whatnot whatevs and keep it freaky love you guys that was a fun story that's awesome premonition dreams man and also the like the way she was describing alaska i'm like oh that was like it seems like a long time ago i know but it, 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 when you talk to people from alaska that have been here for that long alaska's getting more modern now mm-hmm. but it wasn't that long ago it was like you're living in a shack in parts of alaska yeah and that's okay i mean some people still do it out in the boonies here anchorage she I was know. in anchorage too yeah. so that's like yeah it's only what 40 years ago yeah, it's crazy when you hear some of the old stories that aren't even that old from Alaska. It was like, yeah. I mean, it's still a totally different place than I've ever experienced traveling in the States before. Yeah, I honestly don't even remember what the rest of America is like anymore because I've been up here for six or seven years now. But it's it's not as good as Alaska. It's a hoot. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, people knock Alaska sometimes. But other than the winter, it's pretty mm. cool. And this winter hasn't even been terrible. No, just that one, the one, win, one, yeah. one week. The week of Christmas when we had a windstorm with like 80 mile an hour winds and I had my family who was visiting shoveling and, and all that fun stuff. That was when I was sick too. I know. Yeah. You had just been like, sorry, I can't plow your driveway. I'm sick. I'm like, it's fine. I'll take care of it. And then like a week straight of just <laughs> dumpage and like 18 feet. And you're like, I can't get out. Yeah. I was stuck here forever. Sheila's story is pretty cool. I like, I really do like, yeah. like. The premonition dreams are cool. I like I like anytime dreams kind of line up with reality or like a, a forewarning. Because you see about that, you see that a lot in like old old tales and shit like that. Like, right. oh, I came to him in a dream. It's funny too because as far as skepticism, I have a lot less skepticism when it comes to dreams. Like, and I weird. So it is kind of weird because you would think that's just the mind or whatever. But I'm you I'm, think it's a sign from the Christ? Maybe. Maybe for some people. <laughs> I definitely expect you to say maybe. I mean, yeah. obviously, if if you're of a different religion, then that's problematic. The if, Buddha. Is or, that was that better for you? Whatever. Whatever oh. religion you are, if you know, if you yeah. see, if you see your person buying your deity. That's what we should have done is have when my mom was out here, she should have come on and talked about dreams. Because she's done conferences and all that stuff on dream interpreting. And whenever I have dreams, she's like, you know what that means is this and blah 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 and that and that means you're on to something good and you need i'm like well it didn't feel that way but nate you know? well what we need is more people like sheila to send in some of their dreams or some of the dreams that mm. they've they've heard about or experienced and then when, when your mom does come up here we'll do it there you go she's probably gonna come back up here in august so maybe we, from here until august we'll collect dreams some creepy encounters with dreams that's what we'll do Creepy encounters with dreams. I've had some crazy dreams. I've never had one where I've saved a whole ship. Alaska waters are very dangerous, so. They really do be like that. It's not like California waters. Oh, I just stepped in a stream. My foot's cold. Here, it's like you step in a small stream. You're, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead, and the bears are feeding on my corpse at the end of this bad boy. If it's a bad winter, the moose might even take a chomp, chomp, chomp out of you. That's true. And even if it's a regular winter, the, the moose might take a chomp out of you. So you really don't want to risk that. I came up with a, a good story idea a couple of nights ago looking at a moose behind my house. Wow. This feels like it's going to be very important, please. Yeah, and it would be a perfect Alaska story. Mm. Somehow the moose, mooses, I don't think that's right. The moose mm. get zombified and, and the people are like, oh, we'll just shoot them. But they, then they find out how badass moose are when they come crashing through their door. Mm. Like it's nothing and murder them with their antlers. Do you know what I learned about that story? Hmm. That I was right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that'd be a fun story. Could you imagine the action of people being attacked by moose and flying through the air? 
I can imagine the action of people turning off this podcast when you start talking about moose. Christian, this is a homage to our listeners. We are paying homage to our listener base. And you're bombarding them with zombie moose stories? Hey, was how many Sharknados are there? Is this the, the sequel to Cocaine Bear? Is that what this is? Is that what you're trying to do? Could zombie be. moose. You know Coming what? I don't soon, feel like Paramount Plus. I don't feel like writing it. So the producers of Cocaine Bear just use our names and our podcast in, in the in the episode yeah. or the movie. We'll be fine. Precisely. Thank you so much for that. Meth, and meth moose. Meth moose. Well, that would be a little more accurate for the, the area. That leads us right into another longtime listener of the show story, Marlene. Shout out, Marlene. You are another MVP of the show. Actually, you've been around for quite some time. You are one hilarious lady, and you're you're rocking that Texas lifestyle, and you're bringing the freaky deaky to Texas, which... Uh, She's from Texas? She is. Alaskans and Texans aren't supposed to get along. I know. Yeah, that's we're bridging that gap with Marlene. Yeah, we, we, we want peace and harmony in this world. Yeah. And if she needs to know that Alaska is like three times the size of Texas or whatever. I'm sure she's heard then it Then I'm before. sure she's heard of it. And we don't need to bring that up to her. She's yeah. aware that yeah. some things aren't that big in Texas. And uh, it's actually, it turns out it's the state of Texas. It's not that big. No, and it's fine. Not, bi- not big at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool, Marlene. Anyway, we but, appreciate you sending in the story and rocking the merch. And we have a, a giveaway that we're actually going to do in the very near future for a fanny pack. A freaky deaky fanny pack. And that's because of the inside joke that we had with Marlene. And I was like, yeah, let's just make that happen. We'll do it. Marlene, you could put your gun in the fanny pack. You probably could if it's a little pea shooter. I feel like we had that conversation before. I don't know, man. Sometimes I can't figure out which which reality we're in. Yeah, I don't know anymore. We have the same conversation uh, ad nauseum. So just another day in the life of weird paranormal podcasters. You know, some conversations we have are totally in a different language. It's a bunch of grunts and weird mm. sounds and mm. baby talk. Yes, that there's is a, also the case. There's not too many paranormal podcasters that spend half their day in baby talk. So anyway, thank you. Marley. Now that now the wind has been completely drained from our sails yet again, Christian. I don't think so. Let's get into this story from Marlene, huh? I've been. Waiting. I try to like build it up, and then you'll say something random and just deflate the whole thing, and that's like, okay, I guess. Well, here's the story anyway. So shout out Marlene. She says, hey, y'all. Hey. Your cool friend from Texas telling y'all another cool story. She's even using the yeah, language two, right. Two y'alls in the first opening sentence. That's, Very nice. Uh, I feel like... If I'm, you didn't believe she was from Texas, you should know. Y'all should know. Y'all should. Anyway, we're not making fun of you. We're actually very jealous that you're super cool and we're sitting in a makeshift garage. And it's it's cold here. That's because this episode is dragging on because you keep talking about weird shit. Also, as we're recording, I hear it's cold in Texas, though. Mm, So you're right there with us, Marlene, both in spirit and anyway, I'm going to get going on this. I've been waiting. Oh, have you been waiting, Christian? Yeah. Anyway, this happened when I was eight or so. And I think this came, she sent this after we had, we told Heather's story where she heard the the chanting coming from out back. Mm -hmm. And I think that reminded Marlene of a story that she had that was similar. So that's where this comes from. Um, This happened when I was eight or so. This caused me to fall in love with the supernatural. Your last episode about hearing chanting in the woods made me remember this story and how amazingly creepy the woods are. I Mm. guess I could have just waited to read that sentence, but I tried. I was like, I'm not sure if she said it in this or not. So I mansplained it as you do. Sorry, Marlene. So way back when I was a youngster, my aunt and uncle owned 150 acres of land in Oklahoma. Mm. Not sure where exactly, but they had cows and horses and a beautiful ranch house. 
Oklahoma is scary with some of these tales. That is true, yeah. I loved going there because the house was surrounded by trees and there was at least five acres in front of the house that was just a big field where the cows and horses would roam and eat. The house had a fence around it so the cows wouldn't come and eat the house. Not sure why they would, but it was pretty funny. That is actually pretty funny. Yeah, that is. Uh, did I mention the house was haunted? The she stairs did. and all downstairs was creepy as fuck. It felt heavy and dark. Back to the topic at hand. It was the 4th of July, and we were there celebrating and getting ready to pop fireworks. My cousins, who were about 10 years older, and my brothers had bought a lot of fireworks so us kids could have fun. All the adults were gone, so we knew we were about to start war with the fireworks. Ooh, That's like when all this. the fun happens. I like this story. How many people lost fingers, be honest. Anyway, uh, we started off slow, popping the tiny ones, and we were having a blast. My sister and I all of a sudden started hearing chanting and a Native American drum, and then it got louder. At that point, we all got really quiet to listen. We were trying to pinpoint where it was coming from, but couldn't figure it out. It was way too dark to see anything past the fence around the house. The singing or chanting felt like it was surrounding us and some of the kiddos my age ran inside the house, but my sister and I decided to walk towards the opening of the fence to see if we could spot something. We need Marlene out here to help us with investigations because she's like a no bullshit Velma Scooby-Doo angle, you know, where it's just like, I'm going to go and check this out. Yeah, let's let's go to the creepy sounds. Let's split up. Meanwhile, Fred's like, Daphne and I'll take the bedroom. And you're like, Fred, you pervert. Get out of here. I mean, have you seen Daphne? We're not going to take the show into that weird angle. Anyway, my cousin quickly grabbed us and told us to get into the car so we could venture together. We drove up the five acres to the automatic gate to the dirt road in front of the land and drove slowly. Obviously, all we could see was the trees and dust clouds. It was just too dark to see anything else. We ended up driving back to the house after 10 minutes. The chanting and drums were loud as ever. My cousin eventually said, fuck it, let's pop the rest of the fireworks. So he lit one of those waterfall ones, and as soon as it exploded in the air, the chanting stopped. As if someone turned off the music mid-song. We were so spooked that we ran inside and up to the first balcony that faced the front yard. That's one creepy story from that house, but there are many more. Love y'all guys. Keep up the good work. We want all those stories. I know. Marlene, what are you doing with your life that you haven't sent all of the stories in? We could have a Marlene-centric episode. So send that send that shit over, Marlene. What are you doing? Do it for Texas. Do it for Texas. Make Texas look good in the eyes of Alaskans, all right? And this is how you bridge that gap. Again, we said we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. It's not going to work, though. It's it like, never does. But it's like the it's two the big effort. kids on the block. There's always going to be tension. That is creepy. That's creepy. Any chanting of any kind is going to send shivers down my spine. doesn't but, matter. Even if you're like, I don't know, maybe there's a union somewhere that's not getting enough money and they're just outside chanting. It's going to spook me. What it is, you know, it could be like Native American ghosts are like, you know what? This is the 4th of July. The firework went off. They all got distracted. Like, ooh. No, they're they're like, let's, let's do some chanting and freak out these Americans. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it went. That's kind of creepy that as soon as, like like she said, they just lit off one of those fire, like waterfall fireworks, and as soon as it exploded, the chanting stops. That uh, That is kind of like that eerie silence that you get, like sometimes when you're in the middle of the woods, and you like Sasquatch stories, and they're like, eh, nothing was making noise out here. It's creepy. That's kind of the vibe I get from that. Yeah, it would just be unsettling to hear it and be so used to hearing it, and then something just snaps. It's like nothing. Like music stopped midway through the song. That's a crazy story. Yeah. It is. And that's what we live for. And I can imagine, I thought Heather's story was maybe just a one-off, but I guess not. Maybe there's a yeah. lot of chanting going on or a lot of things like that that are just 
in the atmosphere, whether it's ghost or imprints on time. I don't know, yeah. but it still makes you think. Yeah. Makes you realize that there's a lot more to this world than we understand. That's true. Yeah. I would love to hear more stories like that because I know, yeah, Heather's story did give me shivers for sure. Uh, mm. and it, I mean, uh, it probably freaked her the hell out too. She was alone when she heard it. So at least Marlene, you had like a group of people with you to witness it alongside you. Heather just thought she was losing her marbles. And, uh, well, it turns out she was right. No, just kidding. Yeah, like, Heather, if you're still out there somewhere listening, blink twice. So what you just let out of the bag was Heather disappeared. She went looking into true crime and she became one herself. And she heard the chanting. Marlene, great story. Uh, if you get some time, I, I still have a, I think I still have a voicemail from you. I just haven't had a chance to put that on video and release it because, well, you know, I don't it's have pretty access hectic here. to the voicemail, so. I can't help. He does actually have access to it. I don't know how to access it. Okay. See, and you're like, I'm not a boomer, but you are. You're technologically illiterate. And just because I post a video sideways. <laughs> and every time you post reels on Instagram, they're square. Christian, it's gotten out of hand. It, we need to have an intervention with you. You need to understand if we're going to grow this show, you need to understand social media and the inner workings of it. Luckily, I don't post our stuff on Instagram. You like to learn shit. Become a social guru, man. Figure it out. Blow this this channel up to a million subscribers and, and followers and shit. Then, <laughs> then we'd, be, we'd all be singing Christian's praises. We'd be like, he's the best. Look at him. We'd get a show on Netflix like Graham yeah. Hancock. Yeah, and then it'd get canceled after a season, and <laughs> that'd be great. Because it was bullshit. Graham Hancock, not... Not Ham Gramcock. Not Marlene. <laughs> Don't be doing that, man. Sometimes you, you take the, the <laughs> title of our, uh, or the name of our podcast too literally. Yeah. You gotta make it sexy. No, that's... That, is that the that's that's the third it's always sunny in philadelphia reference of this episode man i need to start watching that show again it's been too long no you need to watch fringe yeah you keep saying that and just because you say it on the air isn't gonna make me do it any faster but i will because it's probably right up my alley it is and i do need a new show so i'll probably just start but anyway this next one was sent in after our creepy nurse episode season two so this is almost a year or just over a year ago now i've been holding on to some of these stories for a while that also reminds me i'd like to talk to the nurses you guys aren't really creepy some, I, I some of like, you are some of yeah, you are some of you are definitely creepy but that's beside the point this next one was sent in after our nurse episode our nurse stories episode from season two from chi if i'm saying that wrong please forgive me i am painfully white and with that comes the inability to pronounce most other cultural names. So we've noticed I've only, but the good news is I've only been called racist on TikTok like three times and it's fine, guys. It's fine. Not mad about it at all. And people don't seem to care that Christian is black and other stuff. So if anything, I should get like a free pass. Oh, so you have a friend. I have, you have yeah, a black friend. Yeah. I can say <laughs> certain things <laughs> because you're black. I can get away with it more. It's fine. Anyway, Chi, hopefully you're still listening to the show. I've been holding on to the story for like a year now. Appreciate you sending it in. Uh, it's a short one. It says, I clean the hospital for a living. Or maybe sent it in after the janitor episode. I can't remember. It was one of those two. It was either the nurses or the janitors. Uh, I clean the hospital for a living. However, I used to work the night shift in the labor and delivery unit from 11 p.m. to 7.30 in the morning. I was so tired this one night, I decided to take a nap in the supply closet away from the nurses. The moment I closed my eyes, I heard a crowd of people walking outside the supply closet and stopped right outside the door. 
They were talking loudly as they approached. Then suddenly, paralysis overtook me. I couldn't open my eyes or move until I heard the voices fade further and further. I got up and turned on the lights. I swear I would never sleep in the supply closet ever again. This is probably the only experience I've had working two to three years at this hospital. Now I'm glad I don't work the night shift anymore. That would have been a good one for the night shift stories we just put out. Yep. But this is a listener story episode, and he worked the night shift, and he was a listener. Boom. Yeah. Those, those were ghosts coming to take a child. Wow. And it sound, But it's not like, you know, the normal thing where the Grim, Grim Reaper shows up at a car accident and takes your soul. It's yeah. a party. They're like, let's go get him. Bring him back. Yeah. So if you want to know what it definitely was not, go ahead and listen to Christian on that one. How could? How can you just assume that that's wrong? It paralyzed him. I don't know, him. man. It doesn't feel like I got to reach too far. It paralyzed him. Yeah. But that happens with a lot of stuff that we look into. As a matter of fact, you know, the, the visual I got with that story was um, there was this one time I was falling asleep, and this is back when I used to see shit all the time, right? In my parents' house. I was falling asleep, and whenever I closed my eyes, I would see, like, a crowd of people walking towards me. Like, visually imprinted on my eyelids, pretty much. I would just see Mm -hmm. them walking towards me, and it would freak me the hell out. And if I opened one eye and closed the other one, I could see it still happening. And it was, like, the creepiest thing, but it didn't, like, nothing obviously happened from it. I eventually was just like, man, it's weird. Okay, roll over and go to sleep, I guess. Yeah, nobody wants to see a crowd of people. Hear a crowd of people, especially. Like, we hear a lot of stories about haunted houses and stuff where people will be like, yeah, it sounded like the 1930s party was going on downstairs. And I went down there, and it was pitch black, and nothing was going on. That's kind of the vibe I get out of that, too. Maybe they're, like, spectral visitors. And that's why they sound so loud. They're just coming through like a, a tour. Here we are. And on the left, you'll find Chi taking a nap in the supply closet. Okay. And now moving along. Yeah. yeah. But we want you to notice that this is against company regulations. Mm. So we're going to wake him up. Don't worry, Chi. Your secret's safe with us. We you won't sleep in as many supply closets as you'd like. And uh, hey, who hasn't slept the word. In, a, in a supply closet? Me. I have. Have you? Yeah. Cool. Because I've had night jobs. Yeah. And you've had closets at those night jobs. Yep. Mm. And they're quiet. Actually, you remember that supply closet that we just had in one of the night shift episodes, I believe, was the screaming noose in the box or whatever. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird shit happens with closets, man. I don't know. Yep. I don't know what to say. Um, I was going to go ahead and read this one from Tristan, but it's kind of a long one, and we got to start closing this bad boy out. So if you want to hear Tristan's listener story and it's a doozy it's tristan was for those of you that are on youtube we uploaded a video of it probably a year or so back in the summer just going over the details of it and he was the one that made the like his a homemade ouija board and stuff like that and kind of like went over this whole process he's the one that told us about or finding out that you have to get rid of it over moving water and all so there was a lot of really cool kind of facts and tidbits in that in that story and we never heard from tristan again i reached out to him after that and uh nothing the Ouija board demons got him. They got him. So Tristan, if you're still out there listening and... The hell are you looking at? You can't just look yeah. into a corner like that <clears throat> when we're on a paranormal podcast. Okay, sometimes there's stuff, you know? Anyway, yeah, Tristan, if you're still out there rocking the pod, reach out, man. Reach out. We really love that story. And if you haven't heard it, head on over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and check it out yourself. It's literally, I think it's called like TFD Crazy Listener Stories, Tristan, blah, blah, Search Tristan on our channel. You'll probably find it. Just watch Simple all the that. videos. Yeah. Make your way through them, and eventually you'll come across Tristan's. Just set up a playlist, put us on, let yeah. us run. Share it on social media. Yeah. I feel like I felt like a small earthquake right now, but I don't know if that's just the spirits. 
moving my butt cheeks on this couch. As long as we don't hear chanting. We are the chant. Or we see, well, hopefully there's no reptilians. That accidentally look at us from across the room. Yeah. Four feet away. Yeah, man, some good stories. We have had some fun stories sent into us. Let's keep that train rolling, guys. Actually, to be honest with you, at some point, I'd like to get to the, the point where we're putting out listener stories like once a month. Because they really are that great. But we just don't get a lot of traffic in terms of people emailing in their stories. We have a lot of listeners. And we have, in comparison, small percentage of listener stories sent in. So I don't know if we just have listeners that don't necessarily have paranormal experiences. Or they haven't really you know, worked up to the point of sending in their stories yet. Or they're just like, yeah, they wouldn't care about this. We want to encourage you to send in the stories again. We love hearing from you guys. That is sending those stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and we'll check them out we'll get back to you we'll let you know hey you're in line to be on the next listener story episode it doesn't take much we love shouting you guys out we love when you're a part of the episode it feels like you're right there with us in the studio marlene sheila we've got michael we've got tristan who you got a shout out on this we've got chi david with the hat man story love it love every single bit of it so keep those coming send them to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and if you're taking a second out of your day we really do appreciate the reviews guys honestly find it on spotify wherever you're listening to this show just review it give us a five star if you would helps us beat those pesky algorithms find us on social media at freaky pod on instagram facebook youtube at tfd paranormal on tiktok i think that just about closes out i'm about to pee my pants and so that's the oof that you're getting out of this last minute here i'm making it brief wait i got one more thing. nope so anyway we're heading out Thank you for the stories. Thank you for the patronage. Thank you for listening to the show, guys. We love you. We'll see you right back here next week on the Frinky Dinky. Goodbye. About that ghost I saw. What? <laughs>